Hey everyone, welcome to Savage to Sage, where we explore the evolution of entrepreneurs. In this show, we hear from leaders on the challenges and breakthroughs that have shaped them on their journey toward becoming a sage. Hey everybody, welcome to the Savage to Sage podcast. Uh, today I have the uh, privilege of having Scott Kirchin, uh, the president of SMK Enterprises and the founder of Our Journey. Scott, welcome so much to the podcast. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. It's glad to finally be with you. It took a little while. We had some technical difficulties, but I'm glad uh, glad we got that all worked out. I know. I mean, I tell you what, um, it can be easy to say, I want to throw in the towel, but you just have to be consistent with it. And uh, we did that. So I'm glad that we actually got to have this conversation for our viewers. So welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. Uh, it's it's funny doing something that's in the tech world, and I'm as far from techie as you can get. So uh, it should well, be should be fun. Good, good, good. Um, as we get started here, can you kind of give me a, a brief bio, professional bio of kind of your company's founded and kind of the path that led you to where you're at today? Oh, sure. Uh, I started uh, the, the SMK Enterprise Company is a, a company I started about eight years ago. And we uh, I'm a manufacturer's rep and I uh, represent some factories in China that produce accessories for uh, pickup trucks and Jeeps. And I uh, really enjoy doing that. I've been doing that for uh, over 20 years now. And uh the new company that I started, which is the Art Journey, uh, stemmed from uh, my addiction. And when I, uh, my addiction was discovered a year ago, uh, I, I went into rehab. And when I got out of rehab, I didn't think there was enough, uh, enough material that uh, could really help people in need. And, I, and so many people were suffering uh, going to rehab and not having success. So I thought I, I'd like to make my own app that can help people overcome uh, any any type of addiction. So I started uh, the ourjourney.com. Yeah. So so you're, uh, you, you had your own personal experience and now you're kind of saying, hey, let's develop an app to help others along the way. Is that kind of it? That's, that's exactly it. I think the, the, the biggest thing in any kind of recovery is obviously you need help from others but you need to help others as well. And that's, I think, where you get the best recovery is when you're actually going out to help somebody else. And some people think, well, I got to get fully recovered before I can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the case. Any point in time where you're at, you can always help somebody else. You can help somebody even by tell, talking to them about your struggles, about your mishaps. You're, you're telling that to some other person helps them and in turn, it can help you as well. So when did you start our uh, our journey? And um, tell me a bit more about kind of what exactly you're kind of like trying to solve there for people that are struggling, you know, overcoming addiction. The app isn't actually even functioning yet right now. We, we are in the developing stages right now. It, it's set up as a nonprofit. Uh, so we're trying to raise money to do the programming. I've hired a company that's helping me with all the design work, all the, the functions of what we want the app to do. And once we have uh, raised some money, then we can go to programming and do that. But what the app is intended to do is for anyone who's suffering any kind of recovery issue, any addiction, whether it's drugs or alcohol or 
porn addiction, whatever it happens to be, you you can come to our app. And whenever you're struggling with a negative thought or a bad, you know, you're just in a bad place, you can go to the app, check in with the app, and the app will immediately respond to you uh, and, and help you wherever you're at. Now, you're also going to have people on the app that are people in your community that will be notified that, hey, you're struggling right now, and they can respond to you as well. There is there's a very popular book uh, called The Five Love Languages. I'm, I don't know if so many people are aware of it. It's called, uh, from Gary Chapman. And what I did is I developed the five recovery languages. Because just like the love languages, if you're not speaking to your spouse in, in her love language or his love language, you, you may not be connecting with them as much as you could. And I felt like this is the same thing in recovery. I, I felt like, why are 80% of the people failing in recovery? I, I just couldn't believe that it was because they weren't putting in the work. They weren't going to enough groups. They weren't doing the, you know, they weren't really putting in the time to the material. Mm. I just didn't think the material was speaking to them in their recovery language. Mm. I developed five recovery languages. So when you come to the ourjourney.com app, you take the, the uh, recovery language quiz. You can see where your recovery language is. Let other people know what your recovery language is. And that way they can feed you that recovery language. They can speak to you in that language, which I think will help uh, help the person in recovery. That's great. That's really, really cool. Um, yeah, I've definitely heard of the five love languages. Um, that's been a that's been a book that's been very helpful for me. It was interestingly enough, um, I, my my daughter, who's nine years old, brings home her love language uh, list, and as far as like. She got. She had to fill out a quiz to figure out what her love language was. So she's in third grade and learned about you know her love language. And I had my son who was eleven take the same exact thing. I didn't know about that stuff until I was um, probably mid twenties. Um, so the fact that my kids um, you know got to know it at such a young age, I, I feel pretty excited about. But all that to say is that it makes sense mm-hmm. that there's certain ways that people receive information specifically if they're struggling, that there's probably a new, a unique way that they need to receive information to get help out of that. So it seems like that you're uncovering that for, uh, for, to help people. So that's amazing. That's amazing. And that's the point. And, and just like what you said with your, with your daughter, uh, you know, doing this at age nine and yeah. you knowing what her love language is, that's yeah. such an advantage for you as a father. Now you can speak that language to her. It's yes. the same thing at, with, with my app at, at, at ourjourney.com is a parent could come to our app, learn what their, what their son or daughter that might be struggling with drugs or alcohol or porn use or whatever, when they can come to the app, they can discover what that language is, and then they can speak to them in that language. To give you an example, the, the five languages that I came up with are, the, and this is in no particular order, but the first one is positive thought replacement. So when a negative thought comes into your head, the person whose recovery language is positive thought replacement, they want to get a new positive thought in their head as quick as possible. And we can only have one thought at a time. You can't, you can't do two thoughts at the same time. So if that negative thought comes in and you can replace that thought with a positive thought right away, that can get you 
back into a good place where you're not thinking about acting out with the drugs, the alcohol, pornography, or whatever it is. Another one of the recovery languages is consequence reminder. These are people that when, when they think about the consequences of what their actions might be, if they act out, if they take a drug or if they, you know, do the alcohol or look at pornography, what are the consequences? I'm going to, you know, possibly lose my marriage. I possibly could lose my job. Uh, I'm going to lose my friends and family. So if somebody is a positive thought replacement, if that's their language, yet as a parent, you're only telling them what the consequences of their behavior is, mm-hmm. they're not going to respond to that. And it's only going to frustrate them even more. But if that parent was talking to that child in a positive hey, thought replacement, it, it might, this is what my hope is, that this will change the way recovery is, is, is done. And, and when you speak to the person in that language, I can't help but think that's really going to help that person even more so. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Going back to kind of like what, you know, I think you alluded this to, uh, to this a little bit further, but just like, what made you want to start our journey? You know, kind of tell me a bit more about that, a bit more of your entrepreneurship journey. We discussed this prior to the show, but love for the viewers to know kind of like what was the impetus behind you starting this? Well, I think for anybody that, that that's looking to start a new business or something, first you have to, to, to me, the most important thing is it has to be something you're passionate about. Yeah, And if you're passionate about it, that that's going to make you want to work harder at it. The other thing, there has to be a need. And w- when, when you're passionate about something and there's a need, that, that makes everything so much easier when you're starting a new business. The, the need for people in recovery to have success is quite large. So we know that need, the need is huge. I have a lot of passion for this because I need it myself. Yeah. I want this app because I need it. Uh, yeah. when, I got out of re- uh, when I got out of rehab, uh, I, I, you know, they, they always tell you, hey, get in as many groups as you can. So you, you know, I was in three, four groups a week. So every night I was at groups and groups and groups and I'm hearing guys, you know, when they're talking about what's going on in their recovery life, there were so many struggles and I, and I kept, why is this, you know, why am I struggling too? And a lot of times guys don't want to reach out and, and ask for help. So I thought, well, how do we get a guy to go out and, and ask for help when he doesn't want to, mm. you know, there's a macho thing that, Hey, I'm not, I don't want to ask for help. So I thought if they had an app that they could go to, they're asking the app for help. They're not really asking another person for help. And in the app, there are going to be, you can add your friends to your group and they can be notified, but you can also just check in with the app. Yeah. And the app will, will respond to you in your, in your recovery language to let you know, Hey, this is what, you know, we're encouraging you to do so that you can get back into a good place. This is what happened to me. I just, anytime I was in a bad place, I was thinking, what, what do I need? I got to reach out for help. Well, there were times where I needed help at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. I don't care who your best friend is at 2 a.m. They probably don't want to hear from you and don't yeah. want to hear about your struggle. They, you know, hey, wait till 8 or 9 a.m. But you need it at 2 a.m. Yeah. So that's why you have the app to go to. And I just felt like, if we if we could develop something that that the person felt was was you know 
this was always there for them. Anytime they needed anything, they could ask the app for help. And it's strange when we say that, but today in our modern world of technology and always having your cell phone on your hand to go to an app and, and, and get help and immediately get that help, I think is going to be beneficial. Yeah, specifically kind of the nature of the recovery process, right? Just in that process is, you know, is that time that you need to be able to lean on people that are going to provide that, you know, kind of that support that you need as you're working yourself out through that. So, I mean, prior to our previous conversations, just just like having that accessibility for people that are in recovery is just crucial. And so like, you know, we talked about like, you can't have a group, you know, you can say that you have a group like Thursday at, you know, 6 p.m. But the struggle is at, you know, Monday at, you know, 3 p.m. Like that, that can be difficult for people. So specifically in recovery. So from my understanding in our previous conversations, it's, it's kind of like a, a lifeline that's always there for people. And so that's, and I, and I agree with you. I think that that's something that's probably really helpful um, as you're going through recovery to make sure that, that you have the support that you need. So like, I just, anyway, like I just reflecting on that, it makes tons of sense and I think is so needed. Um, and so just want to just affirm what you're doing. Um, I just think it's great. So, yeah. I appreciate that. It, it's been, and like I said, it, I'm creating this app because I want to, want to help people first. Yeah. And I'm one of those people that need help. And, and, and I've looked at, you know, uh, you know, in the Bible, when, when, the, when the shepherd had the, the, the hundred sheep, but one was gone, he left yeah. the 99 to go after the one. And that's, that's what I want to do. I want to go after the one because there's millions of us. There's millions yeah. of ones out there that need help. And I, I think the most important thing is just to be able to ask, ask for help and to have a place that you feel comfortable enough to go to. And that's why I started to, to create this app and start this business. Um, it wasn't because, hey, I want to make a ton of money doing it. I, I really want to help people. And it, I'm sure it'll make money, and I hope, I'm hoping it'll make money. Uh, but the more money that it makes and the more money that we raise, we can just put it back into helping more people. And I, I think that that makes everything worth it because there's so many programs out there and I don't think any of these programs are bad, but I don't know of any program, whether it's AA or Dr. Patrick Carnes with, with sex addictions or drug addictions, these programs only have a 20%. I don't know anybody who's done better than a 20% success rate. Mm-hmm. And I, I just feel like all these programs are good. Well, what if every one of those programs was rewritten five different ways I yeah. think the success rate would be so much higher than 20%. And yeah. so that's what we're trying to do. And we're trying to change the way people look at the addict. Instead of telling the addict, this is the program you need to be in, we're, we're trying to see where the addict is at and what, what do they need to get themselves in the right place. Because who knows better than yourself on what you need? Yeah, no, that makes tons of sense. What, like, as you've thought about, you know, when you're thinking about SMK Enterprises and our journey, kind of like, what was one of your, like, biggest personal and professional tests through kind of your entrepreneurship journey? Great question. I think for me, especially with creating this app, my insecurities come out 
where I don't feel like I'm smart enough, good enough. You know, I, I, I can't do what I'm trying to, I'm trying to accomplish something that's pretty big. And okay. it, it gets, it puts me in a place where I, I feel like maybe I've bitten off more than I can chew. I really can't do it. I hear these voices in my head and this is exactly why I want to make this app. So we stop listening to those negative thoughts. Yeah. And just realizing that I need help. I don't know how to do programming. So I'm hiring a, a, a group of people that can do really good job programming. I hired a great team to do all the development. Um, working with these these guys in Indianapolis that I'm working with, are it's just amazing the job that they're doing for me and the passion that they have for it. it, it when you're working with somebody else and and they they really feel what you're doing, yeah. and they're really putting in this effort. Uh, it, it's it's helped me as an entrepreneur know that I don't have to do everything. I don't have to create the whole company. I don't have to run every aspect of the company. I need to hire really good people and put mm-hmm. them in places that where, where I, that's not my expertise. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you what it's like to be an addict and, and what addicts need, but how to put that all in a package, yeah, you know, and, and make it uh, accessible to people and uh, th- those are things I just don't know. And, and to have a great team, it, it's, it's such a blessing. And, and I would encourage anybody who's starting a business, don't feel like you have to do everything on your own. If there's mm. some, a, a spot where you're not, you know, that's not really a strength of yours, hire somebody, ask somebody, ask, you know, go, go out and find somebody else that, that knows that, that section of the business better than you do and take advice from them and use it. That's great. That's great. Sound advice. I appreciate that. As you, as you think about, you know, like we talk about a lot about, you know, just, um, you know, founder burnout, entrepreneurship burnout, those types of things. Um, are there practical ways that you use to kind of fuel yourself to make sure that you're like feeling inspired as you lead, as you kind of push through kind of this app development, you know, kind of the starting of, you know, our journey in the app? There's certain things that you do to kind of uh, get you inspired, stay focused. Absolutely. I, in fact, I was just going through this recently. I just the last two weeks, uh, I was really struggling with some of my own personal issues and my insecurities about about creating the app and working on the app. And I just needed some time just to kind of take a step back. And and over the weekend, I. I just kind of got myself into a better frame of mind and mm. talked to a lot of friends and, and and got a lot of encouragement. And and then I just needed some alone time, just some some time to process all the things that that I wanted to do. And and just sometimes being in a change of scenery, getting out in nature, um, things like that really inspire me and, and and clear my head because there's so many distractions in the in the world. And you know, you just go to the store and there's so many, you just drive down the I don't know how bad your traffic is, but in Sarasota, Florida here, at least some of the snowbirds are starting to go home right now. We love you all. Thank Keep coming down and spending your money here. But um, there's so many distractions, you know, uh, that you do need some time to clear your head, some time to step back. Um, you know, being a workaholic is an addiction too. Sometimes we, we want to help people that are working too much, you know, spend some time with your family, spend some time with, with my kids. You know, my, my kids have been great. My family's been great knowing about my addiction and being so supportive 
and having that, uh, I, I know that I can go to my family and get that inspiration and get the, get that renewed sense of, uh, enthusiasm that you need when you're, when you're running a business. Yeah, I, I was, it was, it was funny. Um, so I tend to pack my schedule, uh, because I like to feel productive and important and get things accomplished. And then I was on LinkedIn over the weekend and they were showing kind of MRI scans of people that, um, go from meeting to meeting, to meeting, to meeting like their brain and how it just like progressively got more stressed versus somebody that took a meeting, had a 10 minute break, had a 10 minute break, had a 10 minute break. And you could see the drastic difference on the stress of the brain just by that 10 minute little cushion that you gave to yourself. I was like, that was my little like kind of like knock on the tip of like, Oh, this is how, this is another way that you can take care of yourself and, you know, space things out. So it's just all those small tips, like you mentioned, that are so important, you know, those add up, those add up a lot. Absolutely. Just, it, it, it's hard to think, oh, if I take a break, I'll be more productive. Yeah, but exactly. It, but it is, I mean, sometimes yeah. you just need to step away and, and open up your mind, clear your thoughts. And, and, and when I've done that, that's when the best ideas come to me. I feel like, you know, I feel like God's really blessed me in this, you know, on this journey with our journey. Uh, I feel like so many things are coming into my head that I feel like they didn't come from me. I just really feel like God was putting this on my heart to do this. And I'm just trying to, to be his hands and feet and, and, and just follow where he's leading me. That's cool. That's really, really cool. Um, when we talk about your overall insights, as far as like what you've learned, as far as an evolution of a founder and an entrepreneur and a CEO, kind of what are some of those key things that you've learned along the way? Well, again, I think, I think the biggest thing is to ask for help when you need it. Yeah. Um, That, that goes in business that goes in recovery. So many times it's don't put too much on yourself. Hmm. Uh, I've done that too many times. And you can get burnt out. I was in other businesses before I got into truck accessories, before I got into, you know, healthcare with the, you know, addiction recovery. And you, you really need to be able to ask for help if, if you need. And I, I think that's, that's the key to so many different things in life. We, we need other people uh, to be successful. We can't just do it on our own. Um, that would be my best advice to anybody starting a business you know, be passionate about it, uh, make sure there's a need for it and ask for help if you need it. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So what do you think has been the most rewarding thing to come out of your evolution? Oh, wow. There's been so many things. My own recovery, I, th- I think is one of the most rewarding things. Um, you know, what, when you- what, is it about, what is it about your recovery that's just kind of like, is it the fact that it's made you aware of things that you prior weren't aware of, like kind of there's, there's, something, behind, there's something behind the recovery that's kind of so transfer transformation. Exactly. Yeah. I think be, because you, you, you know, I, I'm suffering with this addiction for over 20 years and you don't, you don't think you're in that. You don't, Hey, I don't, I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong. I'm, you know, until you try to stop that behavior and then you realize you can't stop it. Uh-huh. Um, so that's, that's the revelation that happens to you. And it, it just, um, it, it, it's difficult when you, when you, re, 
then suddenly this, this last year of my recovery, my mindset is so different. I realize when I have these negative thoughts, I realize, hey, this has to go away because mm-hmm. before I had hit that negative thought and I would act out. And yeah. so there's, there's an awareness that uh, it, it's like a whole new issue to deal with. Mm. Because before you just went and acted out and didn't think anything about it. And yeah. and now you realize how destructive that that is, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I I did lose my marriage over my addiction. And that mm. was really difficult. Um mm. it, it's it it's hard, but when I sit there and go, I didn't lose my parents, I didn't lose my children, mm. you know. And uh and that's been the best blessing of all is to to know that my my kids have been supportive. Uh, I don't know what I would do without, you know, the support of my kids mm. and they, I'm hoping that someday, uh, m- my, my children come into this business as well with me. That's something yeah. I really hope that, that they have a heart. And I know they do. I know they have a heart for people that struggle with addiction. Mm. Um, they have that already at, at, in their twenties and, mm. and some are even going to school to become counselors and help people that have, have drug issues or, uh, alcohol issues or whatever. And I, I think that is uh, something that I hope that they can follow in my footsteps and come into this art journey business and, uh, and really grow it with me. Mm, that's neat. That's really neat. What, what kind of any other advice, like we call it, you know, savage to sage, mm-hmm. what other sage advice would you give to somebody that's starting out? I mean, I think you said it over and over again. It's just like, we need other people. You don't have to have it all figured out. Is there something else that you would say like, hey, looking back at somebody and they're probably their mid-20s, something like this, what's important for you to say to somebody that's starting out, wants to start a business? Well, you need to have a good game plan. Okay. Good structure. You know, lay things out exactly the way you, you, you want them to be. Think yeah. about your outcome. You can't just think of the right now. You have to you have to look in, in in terms of where am I going to be a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, and yeah. that's difficult to do when you're first starting a business. It's hard yeah. enough to think how am I going to get this business started, but yeah. you have to look ahead uh, at where you want to be, mm-hmm. and so it gives you a goal, something to look. You know, hey, this is what I want to achieve at this at this point in time, and keep, keeps you on the right track, keeps you focused on where you want to be, yeah. and you, you know, setting those goals, I think is, you know, it's a tricky thing because you don't want to make the goal so so high that you can't reach it, but you don't want to make that goal very easy to reach either. So you have to find that good happy ground, and then that's why I think asking other people, hey show them what your, what your game plan is, show them what your strategy is, show them where you want to be in a year. Does this make sense to, you know, compare yourself to other companies doing the same thing? Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's always a, a big part. We, we spent a lot of time looking at other apps, uh, our competitors, what do they do that is good? What do they do that we think they're missing the boat on? Um, yeah. We really analyzed things that they were doing. I think that's a huge part. Look at what your competition is doing. Think of what they're doing right. Think of what they're doing wrong. Yeah. Uh, as a salesman my whole life, I think I learned more from watching bad salesmen than I did from watching good salesmen. I learned <laughs> more, more from the really bad guys of what not to do than I learned from what to do. So 
even when you see something that's bad, take note of it and and remember it because you can learn from that as well. So I, I think just uh, give yourself uh, a, a good structure. S- sit down and really look at where you want the company to be down the road and have people check with you. And and if you need to make adjustments up or down, don't be afraid to do that. Yeah, uh, I've heard so many times where people set out and uh, they, they didn't make their goals big enough and then they weren't prepared for what could happen. Mm. I mean, if, if, if the app really takes off, which I hope it, it will, and I think there's a need, so I think it will, if it really takes off, we're prepared to handle whatever, however many users we, we get. And I'm hoping that we get 10,000, 100,000 to a million users. Those, yeah. those are my strategies that I'm already thinking about. Where are we going to be at 10,000 users or 100,000 users of this app? And, and we're ready for it. So that takes a lot of the, the nerves out of it and, and gives you the confidence to do what you need to do. That makes a lot of sense. Very cool. Scott, if people wanted to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that? The best way to go is uh, go to ourjourney.com and okay. you can fill out all the information. Um, and what we have at ourjourney.com is you can go in there and you can pre-register for the app. We can get all your email information. Uh, there's boxes where you can put comments in there. And if you make a comment to me, I see all of them. I look at all of them because, like I said, I, I want to help every individual I can. Uh, so go to ourjourney.com, fill out the information on there, and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as the app is ready. And if you do pre-register, you're going to get, I don't know how many months we decide yet, but you will get like so many months of the app for free before uh, it goes to a paid subscription. Cool. Scott, it's a pleasure to have you on the Savage Sage podcast. And uh, yeah, I look forward to keeping in touch. It took a a little while to get with you, Kyle, but I'm glad we did. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's interview. To view show notes or hear more episodes, please visit www.savagetosage.com.